Let's Welcome see. to episode 50. 49. <laughs> One more. Dude, Next we, episode, you can finally stop saying, dude, we've been in the 40s for like 10 episodes. And you know for a fact we've been in the 40s for like... This is the 10th episode in the 40s. You hear that? That's my stomach. It's growling. It is, you're right. Yeah. Wow. We could talk about our lives and we could talk about things, but there's also a little bit going on in the sports world with the college football playoff. Should we just jump straight into that head Ooh, first? You or do you jump right Do we want to jump it? in and start arguing or give ourselves a little bit of leeway to, to get on the same page. You know, what do you want? What do you want? I want to jump in and start arguing. You texted me immediately afterwards. Yes. That you had strong opinions and that it's going to come yeah. out on the podcast. So here you go. Here's the platform. I'm going to shut up for at least a minute and let you go. I don't even know if I have a minute because like the audacity of the college football playoff committee and the audacity of, yeah, I was going to bring that up, of the NCAA, right? To leave a undefeated Florida State out solely, you can argue whatever you want, but if Jordan Travis is there, they're in. Or like, there's no shot. Solely because their quarterback got injured, who yet wasn't even a Heisman candidate. He wasn't in the top four. Yeah, but are you arguing that Florida State was the same with or without him? Did That's you watch the two games without him, though? You know I, did. I, mean? I did. I did, which they, they won like, both of them. Well, their defense, mm, though. Florida's terrible, and they almost lost to Florida. Louisville's not that good. But Texas A&M is also not that good. Or not Texas A&M. Um, why am I blanking on the name? The Alabama just almost lost to. Texas Tech? Who did Alabama just Auburn? Almost, Auburn, sorry. I always forget. Yeah, but then they came back and beat Georgia. They did. But Florida State also beat four teams inside the top 25 this year. Okay, their best win of the season. Florida State. Best win of the season was LSU. Agree or disagree? I mean, from a standing, yes, standpoint, yes. Yeah, because you're saying they beat those. That's the fifth best SEC team this year. So their best win, which was a good win, and they looked great with Jordan Travis. Listen to this. Without them, you take away two plays of the game. They had 55 passing yards against Louisville. 55 passing yeah. yards, and then they ended up with, let's see, um, 100 and... I'm gonna, I don't want to shortchange them at all, so I'm going to look, look this up, make sure I get the exact number that we're dealing with. They had 164 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, two plays, one was 73 and one was 21 yards. So if you take those two plays away, you they can't ended just up, take plays. I away. know I'm just saying, but <laughs> I'm saying like the rest of the game minus two big plays, that's 55 passing yards and 70 rushing yards against yep. Louisville. You can like in your right mind, can you say that Florida State has an actual shot of beating Michigan? No. No, they're, they're not. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. what they keep saying, which I get from Florida State's. It sucks if you're a Power 5 team and you go undefeated and you don't get to go to the playoffs. That's Correct. But the reality is there are four teams, and so someone's getting left out, right? You know what I mean? Always. So typically. it's like, it sucks if you did like an emergency play-in game and you add maybe Georgia and Florida State and them and Alabama and Texas play in and go play Washington and Michigan. Yeah. I get that. But from my side, because this is what I predicted after during the ACC championship, because I'm like, Florida State looks terrible. I don't think it matters in this game whether they win or lose because Alabama had beaten Georgia. So Georgia, you got the two-time national champ yeah. that hadn't lost in like 700 days. And then Alabama, games, right? 28? Yeah. Alabama like goes in and beats them. So can you really say, and Alabama's loss was early in the season to Texas, who's also in the playoff picture. 
So can you really say that Alabama doesn't deserve to go in? Then you've got Texas who just won the Big 12 and they had a head-to-head win against Alabama. So now you've got two teams and how are you going to really choose between those? Are you going to leave? I understand people are upset about SEC bias, whatever, but the reason it's biased is because they just keep winning. They're better than every other conference. So are you going to really leave them out? Yeah, but the problem also is they both have a loss. And yes, it was good teams, 100%. But they also have a loss. Which, like, typically in most college football playoffs, right? If you have a loss, like, it doesn't matter if you lose to Tim Tebow's Florida Gators. Right. You know, you're not going to make the college football playoff. And so that's the part that, like, I understand why they left Florida State out, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I, I, I understand that. But based on, like, the principle of the game and of the NCAA championship and of the playoff committee, like, it... You should never leave a team. like Because here's the thing. Yes, they didn't look as good, but they still beat the 14th ranked team in the country. Yes, they didn't look great. They didn't look phenomenal. And yes, they're hurting without Jordan Travis, no doubt, who ran the offense for 80% of the season. But it's like, they still beat a 14th ranked team in the country. Like I understand Louisville's ranked 14th. They looked so bad. Louisville looked terrible. But that's also and because Florida, Florida State, State has a phenomenal defense. No, yeah. So Florida State had a good defense. Louisville looks bad. They beat Duke. That's not really a good win. And it's like one of the best ones they have. Like they just aren't yeah. good. Like the rest of the conference isn't that good. Yeah. So here's what sucks for Florida State. They go out of their way to schedule LSU, which is yeah. good because they're trying to build up their strength of schedule. Then they have a great win against LSU. And so it's like from that's where I get it. It's like from their side, it sucks. Like they've done everything well, they can. Jordan Travis got hurt. You can't really control that. You know what I mean? Like it sucks for right. them. But then my thing is if it gets down to one team. So I, interesting thought, I think if there was another undefeated team, Florida State probably gets in and it's four undefeated. But I think because you're down to one, one slot left and you're between Alabama and Texas, you start looking at it. Again, you've got Alabama that beat... Also, they also beat LSU by pretty much the exact same yeah, margin yeah, yeah. as um, Florida and State. Texas, like it was almost yeah, the same Alabama, yeah. Then you got Texas going head to head, so you can't say that head to head in the regular season doesn't matter because that, like, that's a bad, yeah, bad path for them to take. So, are then you going to say that Alabama also beating LSU and beating Georgia, the yeah. which is probably the best team, are you going to say that Texas goes over them? And so I think once you start pinning those two together, you realize it's a lose-lose. And that's when I think Florida State comes back in the conversation. It's like, well, honestly, it's a lose-lose if we're going Texas or Alabama. Florida State becomes the easier option. Whereas if I th- I think, take say Texas never played Alabama and they're undefeated, I think then it just goes Florida State goes in. You've got four undefeated conference champions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like... Yeah, once again, the college football commit like that's it's a very tough decision because I mean, you never really know, but Florida State playing Michigan like probably not they gonna just be look uh, so because I get what you're saying, but they look so bad. Yeah, but it's probably not like you said. I mean, Michigan might win by three scores. Like it might not even be a fun playoff game, mm-hmm. right? Like in the semis. And again, this is but, where we talked about with TCU. That's where unfairly Florida State's getting hurt again because of the TCU game. Even though they won a playoff game last That's year, true. Yeah. they got so annihilated by Georgia. And you there is I mean? some SEC bias, I, I think for sure. But here's the thing. Georgia's schedule was a little bit tougher. Not much, but a little bit tougher than F, like FSU's, right? Right. It wasn't head over heels tougher. Georgia had one of the easiest bit. SEC schedules but all But Georgia year. wins that game. They're 13-0. and 0, And guess what? 
They're the number one overall seed. The number one overall seed in that tournament. Yeah, but you're acting like losing Jordan Travis. They're not. They just were not the same team with him and without him. That's also true. But for I mean, if Penix is if down, Washington's not in. I would stand by that. Yeah, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like if if the flips happened two weeks ago, and yeah. granted they like how I don't know because Oregon's a good team, so that would be interesting because they were playing them. But all else the same. Well, I but, think like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like for Al- like Alabama, for example, this is just such. You're just f- mad because you don't I'm think they're going to win for another ten years, and you're like, I, oh wait, it could happen this year. No, just piss me off about Alabama because like. The fact that you take Auburn, like it, you have to throw a 34 yard pass with seconds to go, literally to beat Auburn. Like that's a very lucky win to yeah. beat Auburn. And you lose. Now, don't get me wrong, Texas is a good team, wasn't a bad loss, but you also lose. And yes, you beat Georgia, which is great. But like you can also make the counter argument all day long that like, they barely could compete with Auburn or barely beat Auburn, and then they lost to Texas. So, like, uh, and who was Texas lost to? Oklahoma, which was the, you remember we complained about it. That's because right. That's right. It was a bad loss because they played not to lose at the end. Correct. And That's shot themselves right. in the yeah, foot. So, that, right. I mean, that was stupid. You know, and Alabama and Texas's schedules are harder. Yes. And they're in the SEC. Or Alabama's in the SEC. So, like, yeah, of course, the schedule's going to be harder. It's just on principle to win. Like, the thing that sucks is, like, even if, yeah, Jordan Travis didn't go down, you have to think they're in, Mm -hmm. right? You just have to think Florida State's in the top four. Right. Also, if Clemson's good this year and Florida State beats Clemson, I think they're also in the top four. No, that's why I'm with you, is it sucks for Florida State. They... I mean, again, they went out of their way to schedule LSU. Yep. They beat them. Yep. They went undefeated. They won a Power 5 conference. You can't ask for any more from them, which is where it sucks. Right. Like, I'm going to argue that this was the right decision, but that doesn't make it suck less. It's also, again, they have a four-team playoff with five Power 5 conferences. Like, it's changing, but the system but itself is just But that's the first flawed. time that an undefeated... Power Five Conference champion got left out. Right. Right. So I think that was the... And then, again, people have been saying it all the time, but Ohio State, when, what, 2016, I guess, 2014, whenever it was, when they lost their starting quarterback and they stepped in, they looked better than Florida State did without Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, it's I'm it glad sucks. they left Georgia out, though. Yeah, I, I am too. Yeah. Georgia should have been out, even if... But this is where it's weird. It's like they still probably are one of the best four teams, but that's where it just gets so because so they're like stressing the best four more this year as a like Ever. cop out to they've, try to explain. Correct. They've never done this before, mm-hmm. right? Like they've always went by like records, and if you're undefeated and you win a Power Five, like you're in, and like which is why I stand by it though. I think that if there was an if Texas hadn't lost to Oklahoma, I think at that point. You probably have Florida State in, and you just leave Alabama out because mm, they lost. Because it was a loss, and then you—you yeah. you know what I mean? It's a clear-cut decision. I think the problem I hate was Alabama. <laughs> I just think the problem was you have Alabama and Texas that both have a very compelling case, and then once you start trying to decide between the two of them, that's when FSU I think comes back into the conversation. Whereas if there was a clear-cut four, even if 
Alabama gets left out and they're better than Florida State. It's like, look, we've got undefeated conference champions mm-hmm. and you're the only one that's not. It's easy. And they will they don't but want as much messy. It was awful. I mean, I would love to see the conversations in that room. Yeah. You know, like between the, the committee. But they had five people from the ACC there, including the head in the committee, which is interesting too. Yeah. Well. But, I mean, you have a good point too. If Clemson was good this year. Yeah, like Clemson's like, top 10 in the country and ACC Florida State was just wins. weak again this year. Dude, they were. I mean, really. I mean, Duke was arguably, besides Florida State, the best because we thought ACC UNC team. was going to look good. They fell apart. They fell apart. Terribly. Dude, they were like, up to like what? Like 12th in the country or something? Like they were up high. I know. But then so, they lost a couple bad games. One to Minnesota. The only or thing no, I, not Minnesota. <laughs> I forgot who they lost to, but it was a bad loss. The one thing I do have to say is I'm tired of reading RG3 t- RG3's tweets. Yeah. Because after the, the Oregon-Washington games, like I'm just going to say it. Both of them need to be in. It's like... If you lose to a team twice in the regular season, you're out. you do not deserve it. No, at you're all. out. But that dude, I actually wish that would have happened. I wish Oregon beats Washington. Can you imagine that? What? Like What what do you like? What? <laughs> what do yeah, you I mean, do in that, that situation? Point, like Michigan's the only one that's in. Like lock. I mean, I think at that point, oh. right? Like if Oregon actually did beat Honestly, maybe Washington. Mm. Then you go. There's three teams that deserve to be in that have yep. one loss. Florida State's probably still out. Or are they? That's what I'm saying. That would have been an interesting one, I think. That would have made it like I feel like this is by far the toughest it's been in a few years. Mm-hmm. Like top four. Dude, but if you had Oregon at 12 and 1, 2, that would have been made it like even just like a little bit tougher. I honestly didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Because it happened first. Because Washington, like, Washington won lock. Michigan won lock. Yeah, and it was a Friday night. You're, Those you're two in lock. good. Yeah. Also, okay, Ohio State was a big win. But the Big Ten's trash this year. Dude, it is. They were a 20-point yeah. favorite in the conference championship con- game. Against Iowa. Iowa. I mean. Iowa's worse than Louisville. I think Louisville would have beat Iowa. If McCarthy goes down, then Florida State has a way better case than yeah, Michigan. Yeah, I know. But like Michigan, like once again, that's that's what because you could also argue with Ohio State that they were just over like maybe it wasn't that big of a win they were just overrated like because they didn't yeah. play anyone you know well, what I mean dude that's what I'm saying it's like you could take this so many directions because then you go if you start doing that then you go wait all of a sudden because I don't know what the official strength of schedule was for mm-hmm. Michigan but like then you go wait all of a sudden Michigan's really big win was against Ohio State and like then it's like well should should Florida State, like, I don't know, dude. It gets like, you can go down so many rabbit holes. Well, also, strength of schedule is so much harder to do when there's 100 teams than if, you know, the NFL with 32. Yes. Because I'm looking take, up right take now. the SEC right now. People are arguing that it's a down year for the SEC. But also, if you're just all playing each other constantly, you know what I mean? You have three hard games to prepare for. Florida State gets, uh, again, LSU was the beginning of the year, but like, say it was the middle of the year it, right? coming in. South Carolina's got to be up there. Are Number they? one. Dude, Dude according brutal. to sportsbettingdime.com. It was a brutal schedule this year. Yep. Honestly, we should have been in this conversation. This is five. This is three. At five and five. Alabama and seven. Crimson Tide, three. Michigan was 10, this says. Yeah. Wow, Tar Heels, they were 13. But you know what I mean? Like, 
Oh, so much of that is based Michigan off like if you're three? not playing each other that much, so much of it is based off of what they decided preseason. Oh, I know, dude. It really is. So final thought on this for me, and then I want to see if you have anything else, is it sucks for Florida State. I I would be so upset if I was on on their team. They did everything they could. Well, but you know, you know they're just not as good right now, I think. But here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing that this decision is like the Supreme Court. Yeah. It's like <laughs> here's the thing that this decision just brought into play. If you you could be the best college football team in America that year and your quarterback goes down in the conference finals, you're done. Right? Like if it's yeah. a Heisman QB, like yeah. you're done. It's over. Like that's what this is saying. It's like you could be 13-0, win a power five, right? But if your quarterback goes down and he's a big piece of the offense, you're and, out. And our draft today, we're going to do best college quarterbacks from the last 25 years. But, but we'll realize with it, it's like you get one or two good ones or like one come in, you can change an entire team. Well, you can, but also you can also like make them miss the college football playoff. Well, right, what I mean down. though is it's like, you just get one good quarterback to come yeah. in and you can go and make a run. Whereas then yeah. if you lose them, it's such a big piece. It sucks, so that's, but, I mean, but that's what that's saying. What it should have been, it should have just been Georgia plays FSU and Alabama plays Texas as a play-in game to play Washington and 100%. Michigan. 100%. Just doing, who doesn't want another week? 100%. Just do an emergency one-week edition. And yeah, 100%. You can put, you can, wherever you rank it, you rank it. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just freaking do it because like, uh, that that's what drives me insane. I mean, that's the, that, I think that's the part that bothers me the most. And the last thing I'll say is like the precedent that this set, because you could do everything right in the regular season and one of your key players goes down and then all of a sudden you're going to miss the college football playoff. Well, I mean, that's exactly no, well, what that's saying. I think two things. One, since it's already changing the, the playoffs there, they that's, were that's able right. to, I think maybe stress more of who do we think the better team is because we're like, if this was three or four years or before they decided to expand it, then it would be everything's breaking loose. Like all hell's breaking loose. You know That's what I mean? That's true. That's a good point. But I think because of that, they were able to stress a little bit more. But the other thing is, I I know, I see what you're saying, but I do think that if like just the eye test alone, Florida State was drastically different. You could have a backup that steps in. I mean, even look at the Bengals this week. You know, maybe Jake like, Burrow's not the answer. Maybe he's not. Like Browning looked pretty good. He did look good. There was nothing from that from Florida State that looked like that. Like Florida's not good this right. year. They almost dropped to them. Louisville was not that good, and they almost dropped. So I think it's not just the injury; it's the injury plus the way they responded offensively. Defense still looks good. I don't know, it sucks. Though. It sucks. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't. I don't know if I. I Florida, yes, I'll agree with that comment. I, like you can't say you played bad against a top twenty-five team and like. I don't know. You know, like a top 15 team. Like you're like a 14 team in the country. Like they still won. Yes, they didn't look as dynamic, but like, you know, they're a top 15 team in the nation and they beat them. So like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it is what it is, right? It, it is what it is. Yeah. Unless they decide to add an extra game. Dude, that would be, that's what they need to do. I mean, no one would have been mad about that. No, nobody. Dude, if you're Florida State though, oh, what does the head coach say? That's so tough. I know. He was upset. But anyway, should we just jump into jump week in, 13? Man. Let's jump in. Your favorite team, Thursday night. Dude, Cowboys you don't blow it. it. I did call it. This is one I did 100% well, call. Took off. It was looking like you were about to be wrong. Yeah. Cowboys started rolling. Then they tried to blow it. But, well, I knew like Seattle, like Seattle's too good of a team, I think, to get blown out two weeks straight. And that's and, why I had the same theory about the Eagles, but we'll talk about that later. Interesting. Yeah. 
But anyway, I thought it was, I mean, it was actually, it's a lot better than the, the Panthers Bears. On night. That was so bad. Yeah, it was a good game, honestly. It was fun to watch. Great uh, game. Because the other thing, too, is the Seahawks had this game sandwiched between the two Niners games. And so yeah. that's why I like your idea of covering, but yeah. which obviously worked out. Yeah. Dak Prescott, pretty good game again, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. Geno Smith, 334, three touchdowns, yeah, one interception. Um, DK Metcalf, 134 yards, three touchdowns, six on six receptions. Unique. That's stud. And then CD Lamb, Lamb, 12 he had catches. Like 20 targets. Yeah. 12 catches, though? Yeah. Um, I don't have much to say on this game. Yeah, no, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, that's like, I, I wish kind of more Thursday night game because I feel like Thursday night, dude, mm-hmm. such a weird day to play. Yeah. You know, like there's been so many, back in the last couple of years, there's been so many bad Thursday night games. I do think that it helped that both of these teams played on Thanksgiving. So That's it was, what I'm it was a week yeah. game for both, or a week, not W E A K E E K. That's what I'm saying. When you play Sunday and mm-hmm. then you play Thursday and it's like a four day turnaround, it's just a weird game. I don't know if I love it. Like, I love the fact that I watch football on Thursdays. That's fun. But I just don't know if I love. I, I feel know. the same way that I do, well, not quite, but similarly that I do about international games where it's fun. I, I like having a morning one, but I don't want really good games scheduled then. No, you know like, what I mean? It's fine to have like one or two fantasy guys go. Like like have like the, you know. Right, but I don't want get a Chiefs-Eagles matchup on no. Thursday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, Panthers-Bears. It was a perfect <laughs> one. It was terrible. You watch a little bit, then you go to bed. <laughs> so bad. So uh, bad, man. Anyway, uh, Cowboys defense was the only other thing that was a little bit interesting. They gave up 400 yards. I feel like their defense is great for fantasy and getting turnovers and touchdowns. But Correct, yeah. They're not know. as good at stopping. Yeah, at you know, like actual, NFL defensiving. Yeah. They get a lot of turnovers, though. You're right. A lot of pick sixes. Deron Bland. Yeah. That's still nuts. Yeah. Okay, next up we had the Colts-Titans, 31-28. This game, I'm kind of shocked, ended up being a good game. I'm shocked... It was that high scoring. Yeah. Like it was 60 points, 59 uh-huh. points. Overtime game. Well, I guess because the Titans got a field goal to start and then they- Tell you what though, Gardner Minshew is always the answer. What a good backup to have. I mean- Josh, if he was on the if he, if he was on FSU, they're 100% making that college football. Wait, you mean if an NFL quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of hilarious. You know my thing about Trevor Lawrence, but if you look yeah. at- uh, Minshew's numbers with the Jags, then they got rid of him to get the number one pick. Trevor Lawrence, it was pretty much just been on par with what he was doing before. It's just, I'm just saying, look at numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pretty similar. And if you look at their numbers this year, even though Minshew didn't start the year because of Anthony Richardson, they're still like very similar. Dude, Gardner Minshew, he was at Philly, he was at the Eagles for a bit. He is such a, like, He's got to be top three backup. Well, I mean, you remember the story that came out last year, I guess, about him breaking his hand because he wanted to be redshirted again his yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, ultimate football guy right there. Ultimate football ultimate guy. Ultimate football guy. Pittman with 11 receptions. He looked pretty good for the Colts. And then Derrick Henry left the game with a concussion, but then came back. But he had a couple TDs. Yeah, he took off. He had two touchdowns, 102 yards. And then in the fourth was when he left, which was a bummer. Um, yeah, but I think game. that he's questionable again for this week coming up. Yep. He's always questionable though. Okay. <laughs> ultimate game. The Patriots and the Chargers. I had the Chargers what? What? plus or minus six on this game. 
And the only points that were scored were just enough to make that a push. Six nothing. I don't like... What? Like, did this game shock you as much as it shocked me? What? I mean, not that the Patriots scored nothing. Because the Chargers have talent on defense, which is why I posted the thing about Brandon Staley and how he refuses to get over Because I'm like, they have studs. They should be shutting people down. But the Chargers only getting three field goals, that's what surprised me. Two field goals. Or yeah, sorry, two field goals. Dude, the Chargers three points. not scoring a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Six nothing. Justin Herbert had 212 yards, which I feel like is a decent amount to only score six points. You know what I mean? I just like, and then, I mean, they still had Eckler and Allen. Like, they had all the pieces. But dude, like, Eckler was 14 carries for 18 yards. I know. They just shut him down. They yeah. shut the run down. That was wild to me. I have no idea what to think about this game. I do. They both suck. I'm tired of watching both of these teams play, which sucks because I like the Chargers. I just, but like, I don't get the Chargers. Yeah, I don't either. I don't get them. Like what? Like obviously their defense could be better. Yeah, but like, but dude, they have so much firepower. I feel like yeah. And I don't follow the Chargers close enough to tell you like other oh, line socks or like. And then obviously Williams is out, but Keenan Allen's been going off all year, stepping up there. Yeah, but Austin, like, like I, I don't know. To your point, but we talk about Herbert being like this potential top five definitely top eight qb right and like what no i mean what's their record right now they are six and seven no yes so they have a chance to playoffs are they no five and seven yeah so and they're playing the broncos this week in la also such a weird team but the thing is if you write them out this week they're gonna their defense is going to suck next week and they're going to put up like 30 points. That's just the way yeah, that they've and been. Yeah, Herbert's... Like actually, the, the Lions gonna, game. I'm going to hit the over on that next game. I might change one of my picks because I think you're exactly right. I think Herbert is going to throw for four TDs. That's why they're just incredibly frustrating to watch. <laughs> All right. No Another game. We both had the Lions covering, which was four and a half. And, we, and they both did. Covered did. by a half point because they beat the Saints 33-28. They try to blow it again. Dude, what what I've realized about the Lions, and this is what I think is going to happen, they're going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to make the playoffs, and no matter what seed they are, whether they win the division, go in as a wild card, doesn't matter if they're at home or away, they're going to lose that first game. I don't care who they're playing. I, I have o- almost all the confidence in the world. I don't know if I disagree. I mean, they were up 21 nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. And then somehow only scored 12 points the rest of the three and then let up 28. Three in the second, three in the third, six points in the fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm nervous about this team. Yeah, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs and then they're with the Cowboys, right? They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a good regular season and they're done. I would almost even say they feel like the the Cowboys with Tony Romo. They just yeah, really start falling apart in November, December. Well, because it like it's Jared Goff. It's not all Jared Goff. Totally. I mean, this game though, he was fifteen of no, I can't read that number. It's too small. But had two hundred and thirteen yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Gibbs had sixty yards. Laporta, we do need to talk about him for a quick second because he had nine receptions for one hundred forty yards and a touchdown. So glad I traded him. Love that, don't you? What'd you get, Miles Sanders or well, something for that? Well, I'm also out of freaking fantasy. Yeah, you want to give me all your players now? I don't know, like, 
Like they didn't have any turn. The Saints turned the ball that's, over twice. Yeah, the Lions didn't turn it over. They like just, he's having a good season. Like he's well, actually last year he had a better season, but he's got twenty TDs and eight picks. Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty solid season, right? His passer rating is ninety eight, and he's got thirty three hundred yards. Like it's a you know it's a, it's a solid. Se- I just don't like. You're right. They try to blow every game. I also think defense is a big concern. Yeah. If I were a Lions agreed. fan, like, yeah, I agree. They gave up three hundred and sixty two yards to the Saints. That's you. You don't want to do that. No, you really don't. You really don't. No, because um, the Saints. I mean, they've looked so bad. I know, dude. Offensively, at least. Defensively, they have a solid defense, but offensively, they have looked. Yeah, because the the game they blew out the Patriots, it was still like all defense. It was all defense. So anyway, anyway Derek Carr. I don't really want to talk about this game anymore. I don't want to talk about another NFC South team. Too bad we've got one more at least. <laughs> Actually, exactly one more. Yeah. Anyway, another exciting game with the featured NFC South team, dude. Jets and Falcons. Thirteen eight. Like, is there anything to say about this? Uh, yes. Atlanta won with 194 yards of total offense. That's all I need to say about this. They did finally use Kyle Pitts a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. A few receptions. 51 yards. I mean, still, again. Did you see that report that um, Zach Wilson doesn't even want to start? Did you see that? No, I read I an article on ESPN yesterday that goes, uh, I think or the, the Jets want Zach Wilson back in the starting role soon, and Zach Wilson pretty much told them, like, no. Honestly, I kind of respect that. Yeah, like, you know, I like, mean, like, if that's true, I He's like, I'm taking that. a mental health day yeah, season. Like, I respect that. Like, damn, Rodgers, of course, there's no reason for him to come back. Like, Jets are done. Yeah. So, hopefully, gear up for next season when um, they have three of their best players get hurt on defense, and now oh, they can't, know, dude. Because after the defense has to... Because last year, the defense looked incredible, too. This year, they're just... They're tired. I mean, still, less than 200 yards of total offense. You I would know. think in the NFL, if you do that, you should win a game. Right. But you don't. You only score eight points. Also, three turnovers hurt. So there's that. Arizona Steelers. Steelers, another one. They suck. I don't know. You say that, but they're weird. And then they'll beat like the Ravens. You know, it's like the Steelers. Well, yeah. Are... I mean, that one's a weird one because it's just the it division is. game. But they're still seven and five now. Um, I dude, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, right? Like, I don't. Now, I will say, let me preface this. I think the Cardinals are definitely a better team with Kyler Murray. Yeah, no, right? what, a thousand They are a better team with Kyler Murray. Yeah, they had a big one against the Cowboys earlier this year. But I agree. I mean, I think this kind of eliminates the Pittsburgh. It doesn't eliminate, but it, it dampens I mean, playoff hopes. I put them in at nine in my power rankings last week. With you got to take, take them out, no? Oh, yeah, for sure. But remember, I was like, I mean, they're seven and four. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like them. Nothing really looks good about them, but they're seven and four at the end of the day. So again, there's, I mean, it's a league built for 500 and they have a winning record. So I guess they don't suck that much, but I don't enjoy watching them. They did have yeah. 317 yards of offense, which is better than I think they've been doing. I'd be curious to see what they're averaging. James yeah. Connor went off. Went that, off that's dude. the piece. Yeah. Gosh, 25 tell carries, you what, 105 yards, you, two touchdowns. I was touchdowns. Dad about this today. On both sides, mm-hmm. both sides. Of the line. If you can run the football and have a good O-line, you will be very hard to stop in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And like vice versa, if you can stop the run, 
and like you make them pass all the time, you're going to be a very good defense most of the time. Like me and dad were talking, why your O-line, D-line, why are they not always in the top 10? Like why is the top 10 of the NFL draft not offensive line, offensive line, defensive line, defensive line, O-line, D? Like why is it, why are we worried about these, like these skill players? You're not wrong. I think it's, it's probably because... Okay, one, if you do get a good quarterback, it does make a difference. But also, there's the money involved. And I think people get really yeah. excited about watching a quarterback. They don't really get excited about a new About the pick. left tackle. Right. But to your point, line, offensive and, de- offensive and defensive line is probably the single best indicator of a championship team. Yeah. Like, like 49ers to strengthen the their line, line right? Yeah. They strengthen on both sides. So here's a big thing that people are not taking into consideration after the bye. They lost Trent Williams. Yeah. Right? Like, they lost their all-star pro, you know. Yeah, you lose Debo and Trent Williams for those games, which is why I keep excusing it as just like a little slide. It's like, you lose those two players on any team, take Jason Kelsey and uh, A.J. Brown out. That's what I'm saying. For a few games, of course. And then they still almost beat the Browns, missed a field goal in the end, and then played okay afterwards. But the thing with Trent Williams is he's so good. Think about if you have a tackle that you just don't worry about, that Correct. completely opens up it entire does. schemes that you can do. That's what I'm saying. Why is the offensive line and the, like why? I don't know. Like even even the Eagles, I think, really solidified their line with Jalen Carter. Yeah, like Jalen Carter. And now Eagles secondary is literally trash. But, but Eagles line looked good. Like Nick yeah. Bosa was handled for the most part. Yeah, by by their line. their lines are. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're a great football team. They have a good offensive line. They have a really good defensive line. And like they have enough pieces around to, Mm -hmm. you know, so. I mean, I think to some degree, I was talking to my brother about this, so this is a little bit half-baked, but I don't know if you can necessarily just win a championship with a good line. But I think that you cannot win one without one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where like... I think like, as long as you have someone decent in there, I think you I think will, it makes a decent player and an elite player. Agreed, you'll or, be a playoff team. Games. If you have a great line on both sides, you're a playoff team. As long as you have someone de- like right, like as long as you have decent players around, especially offensive line. I agree with you. You might not win Super Bowl, but you will make the playoffs. And I again, like the flip side, I think that if you just have a terrible line, it doesn't matter really well, if you have. I, know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the exception. Joe Burrow. Honestly. That couple of years, I mean, for a couple of years, he was getting hit. Like, right, but they didn't win it all. No, they didn't. But they but got they, close. But you know what I mean. They made the Super Bowl and then they made a AFC Championship. But so. if you had made, and that was like, you have Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, like that is Joe Mixon. Like you have elite, elite, elite all around. If you have a decent line, even that year, they win. I think so too. Yeah. You know what I mean. So enough about that one. Next game, Miami, Washington. Tyree Kill, dude. Two touchdown catches of over 60 yards. Animal. Animal. His final stat line was five receptions for 157 yards and two touchdowns. And almost all of that was in the first half. Dude, he, I mean, this game, I watched like a little bit of the first half and I was like, yep, that'll be it. (laughs) I mean, first of all, the commanders, oh gosh. I mean, they are just getting worse. Like they started strong. What were they like? They might've been like, Four and two? I I think they were closer to 500, but they had the big game against the Eagles. Remember when they... They almost won. And yeah. everyone started getting a little bit higher on them because of that game. And then everything after that has just been bad. But they also have like no real pieces. Like, you know, I mean, think their best receiver is 
Curtis Samuel. Like it's like the Panthers. I mean, like I guess it's probably still McLaren, but yeah, but like he had no points actually yeah. last week. He didn't have a, a catch yeah. against the Dolphins. Same thing with like Panthers. Like your best like wide receiver is Adam Thielen, right? It's like it is kind of fun seeing Jonathan Mingo do a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I am completely and I think, agree. That's I think, not a discredit. I think Adam Thielen's a great wide receiver. I just think he's a good, th- like a good three, maybe two, and a certain like. But he's a good, he's a very good like slot wide receiver. Like you know, he he's good for like six catches for forty yards. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of those. And uh, you have a terrible line. What we we're just saying, like that's the thing with the Panthers. And terrible, all you know, owner. Your GM's not that great. You know, your defense has a lot of injuries. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I mean, Shaq Thompson is a, yeah. is a tough one, J.C. Horn. But a yeah. good game, surprisingly, wasn't looking like it was going to be one, but the Texans-Broncos, Texans end up winning 22-17. First off, obviously, Tank Dell going out with the broken fibula, which... We hate that. I hate That injuries. sounds like it sucks. Yeah, I hate injuries. Nico Collins, who... Got me 34 points in fantasy, and I still got eliminated this week. So 191 yards, dude. That's decent. Well, also when when Tank Dell went out, I mean Nico was like the guy. Oh yeah. Um, and then Zach Wilson threw three interceptions, which that was the big thing on their win Russell streak. Wilson? Yeah, did I say Zach Wilson? <laughs> Is that what I said? Oh my gosh, he probably he probably threw some from the sideline. Well, if you're we're being so honest. used to saying that, <laughs> but Russell Wilson had been protecting the ball on their win streak. That was one of the big keys about it. Dude, just yes. when you think. I know. Like, you know, just when you think the Broncos, right, they beat the Chiefs, just when you think like, hey, the Broncos are like an actual playoff contender. Like, they lose. I mean, don't go wrong. Cuse is not a bad team. But like, I had them to cover and they just messed. I think it was plus three and a half. So they just messed. But yeah. yeah. Dude, teams, I'm telling you what, down the stretch, it's it's just like glaringly obvious every year. Every year it's like like some people start hot, some people start slow. Middle of the year, it's like some people keep it up, some people fade. And then end of the year, it's like if someone's on a big winning streak or losing streak or whatever it is, like if they course correct or maybe they don't course correct, it's like you really see towards the end of the year. Like Broncos are not. Yeah, that's why I left them out because I wanted to yeah. put them in the top 10 last week. But I'm, I'm like, to me, part of it is I don't think they have a good line. If you looked, Russell Wilson was constantly under pressure. Yeah. It looked almost almost like people were getting to him. It looked without, like J.J. Watt was there. Right. Against <laughs> me trying to block J.J. Watt. Right. And so, I mean, Javante Williams had 48 yards, which was okay. Um, but still, they didn't... It, I didn't think they ran the ball that great. They didn't have time to throw it. Didn't really have throwing lanes. One of the picks, though, was so nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it. One of Stingley's two interceptions on the game was really nice. But he just, like, broke on it perfect and, like, cut inside and had, like, a beautiful, like, receiver catch right in front of him. As a a fellow DB myself, I respect that. Respect it. He just read it so well. And so I still... I still think Russell Wilson's playing well this year, but I agree. I don't think they might be a fringe team, but like to your point, the Packers, which obviously we'll get into, they're about to play no one. They're going to build momentum. Jordan loves looking really nice. Like they're a team that's starting to all of a sudden emerge. Like they're in the play. Like if it ended right now, they're in the playoffs. I think think they're going to make the playoffs hundred percent because they're not playing anyone really after this. Yeah. So, um, next game, that was a big win against the chiefs. 
Yeah. That was a big win. But they're playing Carolina. Carolina. I don't, I don't even want to. <laughs> Didn't even cover. That's the best thing about this game. The best part thing about this game is the Panthers still lose, but yet don't lose by five. And so they... <laughs> you ready for this? Right. Here's, here's my best attempt at the rundown of the game. Tell me how I do. Mike Evans played pretty good. Seven yep. receptions, 162 yards, one touchdown. The Panthers are still bad. It was an ugly game and Christian didn't cover. Correct. Did I nail it? That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. let's go. I mean, that's perfect. Get, get him out of here. Get him. <laughs> Move. Next. I don't uh, want to, dude. I don't want to Another game that looks like if I wasn't going to cover, I had the Rams covering. And Joe Flacco, he was kind of looking like the man. I didn't yeah, even at realize. First, yeah. At first, yeah. For a while. I mean, I didn't even know he was going to play. He still ended up with 254. I thought this guy was like 45. Yards, two touchdowns. He's pushing 40. Looked pretty good. Threw an interception at the end. The game started to turn into a blowout in the yep. last like six minutes. And so the, the Rams ended up winning 36 19. But I mean, still, I don't know. Browns might be a different team. Give them a few more weeks of practicing. Because that's yeah. other things, you know? Uh, Brad, I think Browns, dude. Like, once again, this is a pivotal week in the NFL. I think the Browns... You mean pivotal? Yeah, I actually said it right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to mess it up for you. Pivotal. I mean, the Browns, like, they're done. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like, especially, I mean, if they had Deshaun Watson, as much as I hate to say it, like, I do think that with Deshaun Watson, they're like an actual playoff contender this year. But like, especially without him, like... And Joe Flacco, I don't know. They're done. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm tossing down. Because they held on with P.J. Walker. DTR was a disaster. Deshaun Watson. He won a game, though. He's won as many yeah, games as Bryce Young has. That is true. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked really good a few games. And then the other few were, yeah. I mean, it's hurt a lot. So I don't really know what to make of him. Again, sucks for Cleveland. Puka left this game with the AC sprain, came back, ended up four receptions, 105 yards, a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty solid. That's about all that I really have to say on it. Anything else? Or should we just jump into the game of the week? Dude, game of the week. I mean. The floor is yours. Yeah. I mean, great game with the 49ers. It's just right now, especially with um, getting Chase Young and having their line solidified on both sides with Trent Williams back. I mean, it's a, I mean, they're an unbelievable football team right now. Also, the one note I will say, being an a Eagles fan, is the 49ers were out for blood. It was a chippy game, right? They're still pissed off about the mm-hmm. NFC Championship last year when they felt like if Brock Purdy you know, didn't go down, it would be a different story. And it might have been. Who knows? Okay, yeah. So I feel like that's why I took the... Um, 49ers minus three. Yes, it was a little bit of an emotional hedge, but I really did believe the 49ers were going to win this game because I am just a big believer in the game of sports. Like, if you have a grudge against someone for whatever reason and, like, you felt like you should have won, you're just going to absolutely lose your mind the next time you play them. So, Purdy played very well. Actually played unbelievable. Um, they look like, if Purdy plays like that, I mean, they look like a complete all, I mean, team offensively and defensively. I, I kind of saw this coming with the Eagles winning four straight from comfort behind games and then the like the emotional fatigue of that and then the 49ers losing the NFC Conference Championship and still having a lot of like, you know, reservations about that. So all in all, I mean, great game by the 49ers. Hats off to them. Um, and I think the Eagles are going to bounce back really nicely against the Cowboys. 
Yeah, was that, I was wondering because you said there was something you were going to say about that earlier. We I think they're about. The I think they're going to. So the Cowboys are favored minus three. Yeah, I think there's no chance the Cowboys win that football game. I almost think the Cowboys will win. Yeah, we'll see. But once again, I mean, at least I think it'll be a very close game because I I am also a firm believer that if you're a good team, you don't get blown out twice. Like it just doesn't happen. I was originally thinking that it was going to be Eagles like minus two and a half, three, yeah. in which case I was debating taking the Cowboys mm-hmm. for the pick. Um, when I saw that it was minus three, I'm like, I'm going to stay away. I think yeah. they might win, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. What I'll say about this game, Eagles defense looked great. I mean, at first. At first, two, yeah. four, uh, two three and outs the for the 49ers. The first quarter was unbelievable. It was so frustrating the first quarter because the Niners kept putting them in third and long, and then A.J. Brown kept getting a catch every <laughs> single time. But then holding to the two field goals were big. But then after those two first drives, the two three and outs, the Niners scored a touchdown on every single drive until they took a knee at the end. Yep. And that was... That was um, six straight drives with a touchdown. They kind of big dogged them. Also, what I will say... And good drives, too. No, really good drives. And and what I will say, especially when, you know, as some of the top teams in the NFL, when you drive down and you can't score like a touchdown... That makes such a big difference because then you lose momentum as an offense and you gain momentum as a defense. Like, especially if you're driving and you're on the eight and then you hold them, goal mm-hmm. line stand. Like, I, I think that is undervalued so much. Like, I, you know, if the Eagles score both times, might might have been a different game. But like, they don't. They kick field goals and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. hey, the 49ers score a touchdown, they're winning. And I think that's the big piece too, not just the field goals, but when the other team goes down and then they score it, it's because all of a sudden they're winning and they just did it on one shot and they did what you couldn't. That's a Correct. big kick. It is. But I mean, at because maybe after the first two drives, the Eagles had had like 150-ish yards and the Niners were in negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was looking bad. Well, the then. first quarter, I think the Niners had yeah. six yards. Well, Brock Purdy was new. 0 for 4 on his first four passes, then ended up 19 of 27, 314, which I will say a lot of those, we've got to talk about Debo in a second, were yards after catch. But four touchdowns, 148.8 yeah. rating, really good. Uh, CMC with 92 rushing those yards and touchdowns. Ga- yeah, those are the games as but, a QB you love because, oh. like, yeah, he threw for 314 and four TDs. But, like, once again, I watched the whole game, and I tell you what, well, actually, I turned it off in the fourth quarter. I think I got pissed off. <laughs> but the first three quarters I watched because, and what I will say is when you miss a tackle in the NFL, how crucial that really is a lot of times. Like Debo's touchdown, right? Yeah. Those 50 yards. The, it was a four-yard catch. All the guys do is just, it's tackling. It's, yes, it's easier said than done with no, Debo don't Samuel. Wrong. I'm not, I'm I'm not, just saying like with Debo Samuel, like that is... Someone was in our TikTok saying that Debo's trash. I'm like, no, Debo's, it, no, Debo's great wide receiver, but don't get me wrong. But like, also, he had no momentum. It's not like he was like full steam ahead. Oh, like, no, he should have. Ta- I'm just saying, like, he is a stud at breaking tackles. You're right. Like, ball. I don't know how many official yards after catch it was, but I guarantee it was every bit of a hundred. Like, yeah, total. Debo had seven touches on the game. Well, yeah. so first, he was one of the leaders talking, talking smack. He's boys with AJ Brown, and so they were like having fun, go back and forth, but. He was one of the leaders saying at the end of last year that it sucked because they didn't have Brock Purdy. They didn't have a quarterback because second one went down with concussion. And he backed it up. He had four receptions for 116 yards. I don't remember how many rushing yards he had, but he had three touches. He had three touchdowns on seven touches. I mean, that guy was out for blood. 
And then AJ Brown, I mean, again, yeah, like I said, well. he kept yeah. getting first downs at the beginning but the of the fact game. Debo only had four receptions for 120 yards. Like, that's ridiculous. I know. That's like Tyreek Hill. You don't yeah. really see that unless it's Tyreek Hill. And the difference of him being short catches and breaking tackles and going. And again, the, the strength of him is he's like a running back when he gets the ball in his hands. But they were like, yes, but there were, I think, three different instances. One of them was the Debo touchdown. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the other two. Where like the Eagles missed the first tackle and then mm-hmm. it was 20 yards. Yeah. Like you just can't. Like, don't get me wrong. If you're in the open field, that's a tough tackle. But, like, if someone throws it across and you just catch the football and then you miss the tackle, like, dude, come on. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like he's doing anything crazy. Just tackle the guy. But that's the thing that, like, about the Eagles makes me so nervous. It's like, offensively, they haven't been clicking as much. Second half, they have. But first half, especially, have not been clicking that much offensively. But really, both of their lines are very good. Secondary offensive, is correct. Offensive and defensive line are both very good. But they just got that uh, Leonard, the linebacker that chose us over the Cowboys, which was a big pickup um, from the Colts. But anyway, yeah, secondary too. What the like? We can't like. It's not like we can't really cover anyone. Yeah, but we can't tackle anyone. And then on top of that, like the 49ers were so open. At that point, it's not a secondary issue. It's a coaching issue. If they're that open, like you're either being out coached mm-hmm. or your scheme's wrong. Like, because in the NFL, like, Dunger, if, if your coverage is not great, you're going to have a couple yards of separation, but someone shouldn't be wide open across the middle. And to Depot's point, that was the other thing he called the secondary trash before this game. And rarely when someone talks that kind of smack, do they back it up with touching the ball or four receptions for 120 yards and yeah. three touchdowns? But I also think like, yeah, secondary can get a lot of flack and, and rightfully so, but I think a lot of that falls on the coaching. coaching. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Let's see how, because it's in Arlington. So, I mean, it's a big game because if they lose, 49ers are on top of the, the NFC. They, yeah, you're right. If they lose. And... I don't, you know, I don't care as much about that. What I really care about is being in the top two, right, and winning your division. Yeah, because then you still. Well, I mean, you can find yourself on the wild card very easily. That's without, what I'm saying. Yeah. If they lose this game to the Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys have a legitimate chance at winning the division. Mm-hmm. Now, if they beat the Cowboys, no. Yeah. Right. Then the Cowboys have four losses, I believe. Eagles still have one. Eagles, sorry, have two. So, like, Eagles would have to royally screw it up in order to not win the division. Because then they'd beat the Cowboys twice. So, right. like, you know. But if they, that's why it's such a big game. I don't know. I just think the Cowboys are going to chill. But <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we don't think that. Last thing about the game, got to talk about Dom versus Dre Greenlaw, the ejection. We had different big opinions Dom. on this. Yeah, because you, yeah, you go first. Well, once again, I didn't hear what they said. Uh huh. And like I, I guess I mean I, I did mouth some words. I think the security guard said said that's some BS or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like I, I don't care if he was trying to point or or like what you know. You just can't ha- like touch a coach in the face. Like you're ejected. No, so I have the complete opposite. One is security. He pushed grade uh, Dre Greenlaw first. I think in my mind, I'm like a coach or anyone on the sideline should never touch a player. So, you know what I mean? Like you're saying, I think I had like the f- opposite yeah. opinion where it's like your job is to protect the the players from the fans. 
you can't get into another team's face and you can't push him. Right. And so one, he wasn't punching him. If it was, it was an incredibly sad attempt at a punch. Yeah. Because it's like a left hand pushing through, pointing to him. I think that but it's all, he yeah. should have never been it. Like the hit was dirty. The hit should have been a personal foul, all that, yes. Uh but he should not have been ejected for Dom coming up, which also I think is kind of a baller move from the Eagles. I like, you know what well, I mean? Like, I'm not mad at him. I'm like, that's kind of awesome. I but. think that's like, and, and don't go wrong, the Eagles were freaking out, like on like the mm-hmm. Eagles fan side about like it, like the fact that Dre touched a, co- a guard, security yeah. coach, whatever you want to put a name on him. A non-player on the sideline. A side non-player on, in the face. And like CP. they're freaking out. But like, I, I mean, I think it was like very fair. Like both people should have been ejected. Like it's... Like you can't like I don't care what Dre's trying to do like if you're a security guard or, security guard almost makes it worse than a coach but like you can't like even if you're pointing like I, it didn't look like he was pointing but he, like, like had his finger out he had all of his like it was yeah. like three of his fingers out so like maybe he was yeah. pointing like this I guess but but I mean you're not punching like that no I don't think it was punched like someone a couple people said like he would like try to left hook i'm like no i don't think he's trying to left hook him <laughs> like but like i don't also don't think he like i think he was almost trying to like kind of like slap like not you know hard but like yeah. maybe just be like but i mean I yeah to the point it's just like but you can't do uh, it's, that but it's more unacceptable for me for them to touch an opposing team's player like imagine if someone jumped from the crowd and ran across to a player and like went to punt or like mess with the player and then on the field or like on the sideline and the player like body slams him. that is absolutely nothing wrong with the player because like that person was completely in the wrong coming the down. The fan. There. The fan was. Yeah, that's so, so different though. No, but it's not because they're not allowed to get in the player's face and mess with the, the security one, just like a fan would. It's a little bit different because they're on the sideline, but right. still it's like that to me doesn't warrant an ejection for Drake Greenlaw's might be. You know what I mean? So I think it, it I, I don't disagree that it does not warrant an ejection for Dom but like you, it's not a push for. It's not like he pushed the guy back, which he did, by the way. He also yeah. pushed him back. He also hit him in the face. Like you just can't. He can't do that. I don't care if he was like, yeah. if he was trying to point or if he was trying to like lightly hit him. I don't know. Like you couldn't tell from the the clips what exactly his motive was. But like you also just can't like. But you it's can't just do so that. like so bizarre to me that a coach or a security guard is allowed to mess with the player because they're not allowed to. So but you know I don't what I mean? know like, if they were messing. Like, I think they're just trying to like break it up. Like from the video, like yeah, he pushed him away, but it wasn't like he like, you know, like yeah. trying to crush him. He was just like essentially trying to push the 49ers players away. But he just has no business doing that. Though. Agreed. Yeah. Which again, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm like, that's awesome. What a stud. Yeah. But they from an objective, like, yeah, I'm like as a 49ers fan, but then also objective is like you're just not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, it was the right call. I think both people should have mm-hmm. should have been ejected. Anyway, agree to disagree on that. Silly little Dom. He's just like a he's a good cult guy. following now. He's in, a good I know. Philadelphia. He does. Kind of awesome. Philadelphia's crazy. Quickly, it will hit the last two games because I got fired up there. Green Bay. Jordan Love looks very good. He Dude. everything he was throwing up somehow he landed up does. in like Romeo Dobbs' arm or something like that. He does look very good. The Chiefs do not look like the Chiefs. So, for the most part, Pacheco. Or you, you're about to say something, sorry. Yeah, I mean, they didn't look like as dynamic, quote unquote, as like their normal offense. I don't think their offense was bad. Obviously, Pacheco had over 100 mm-hmm. yards rushing. Mahomes had over 200 yards passing. So like, yes, they weren't as dynamic as like a Chiefs offense. But the the once again, it comes back like 
the Chiefs have issues with the defense. And so do the Eagles. Like that's that's the thing that is like is like nerve wracking for these these good teams. The Chiefs defense were carrying them for a while. Kind of, but also like twenty seven points and to Green Bay. And Green Bay has been playing very well. Jordan Love last few weeks has looked very good. But like to lose by eight points. I mean, they also, you're right, the offense couldn't finish a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? Because like, they had, how many field goals did the Chiefs have? There are also like no punts in this game until the end. The Chiefs had four field goals, right? Two touchdowns. So two, yeah, two field goals because they probably went for two. I don't know. Man. I, I, I just don't know what to think about the Chiefs. Like they've shown flashes of brilliance like they normally do, mm-hmm. right? And then other times they... You know, they only put up 19 points against, against the Packers. And then they're, I think what I'm trying to say is their defense is not good enough for them to only score 19 yeah, points. Yeah, they're not the Jets' defense. Correct. Like, it's not a top five D. They're just... Like, the 49ers. Like, I feel like Brock could put up 21 points and the 49ers could win most right. of their games. I mean, so the what I will say about this one is it just felt like everything Jordan Love threw up landed in a receiver. Yeah. Like... Even some of them were good coverage and just falling in. But the thing to me where I'm saying the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs is there's just something that instinctively over watching the last, you know, Patrick Mahomes do his thing. There's just part of you that's like, yeah, they're just going to always win. And I don't feel that with them anymore. You know, I don't either, but also. It's still in the back of my mind. the Chiefs. And like, dude, I feel like also at the same time, Mahomes has more playoff experience in the last few years, obviously, than any other QB. He's he's the young goat. So again, there's just always it's it makes the Chiefs Unless really you put tricky. Flacco in there. Flacco might have more experience. But again, the Chiefs is just the eye test isn't doing it for me. But then again, they're the Chiefs. Last they thing I'll say. Yeah. No, you, you they could just very easily win the next three games and then all of a sudden they're like, you know. Right. Take back over the AFC. Yep. Anyway. The last drive was probably the worst officiating I think I've ever seen. Both ways. It wasn't even like bias. It was so first off, Patrick Mahomes running down the sideline, unnecessary roughness on a completely legal hit. Yeah. Garbage 15 yards. Then he gets those calls though. Patrick Mahomes gets, dude, he gets, gets those calls. It was a bad call, but I'm like, yes, they're it's their insurance policy. Then they're going down by the sideline, clearly no forward momentum. And they say that he's because you have to get forward momentum to get out of bounds. So they say that he gets out of bounds and they stop the clock, which was garbage. But then the pass interference, which would put the ball on the six yard line that wasn't called, where straight up jumps on his back and it's a no call. I don't know what I think about this because I, once again, I never played cornerback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shocker. But what the NFL has been doing, and I've heard announcers talk about this, and I've heard like people. I guess just commentators people on around the NFL talk about this. If it's an underthrown ball, they're less likely to call a pass interference now. So if the ball is thrown great, like you know, yeah. thrown normally, great, like that's a pass interference, I think. But I saw it like in in the past, like it wasn't called, but also the ball was underthrown. But it wasn't like a the normal underthrow that it's happening. This one was thrown inside and shorter, so he was cutting in and then slows down and then he runs through him. It wasn't like he was coming back because that's the one that they're calling. If it's underthrown and they're coming back to the ball, that's the one they're letting slide. And so he never, like no, he's still well, moving forward. He just slows down. I've, I've actually seen they're letting a lot, some slide now that like 
say it's a go route, uh-huh. right? And then it's underthrown. Like say they just underthrow by a few yards and the wide receiver stops mm-hmm. or has to like slow down or stop. And then he gets hit by the cornerback. If his head's back though. That's right. the, that's the only right. difference. No, that's true. That's but, true. But I have noticed was, though on those balls, they're calling a lot less. It is interesting because one, Packers fans, the only like defense I've seen that they have is that it was a makeup call. For the hit on that. So I'm like, that might have been actually. I'm like, that's rough if we're talking about actual makeup calls here. Uh, Both calls, the rules analyst, when it came on, was like, uh, for the first one, the the hit on Patrick Mahomes, he goes, yeah, that was absolutely not a penalty. It was a completely legal hit. And then on the pass interference, there you go. That was absolutely a pass interference. It should have been called. Yeah. I'm just like, that, it was just tough to watch the last stretch right, and right. It, again both ways it wasn't like i'm saying they were trying to throw the game it was just bad well, i feel like officials have a tougher now than they ever have right because like they they probably get chastised if they like don't call an unnecessary roughness when it is on a qb like it's just, but then to the point why are we not using more technology for these things like it, i'm not saying that it's easy but if it's this bad in these crucial moments help yourself out I don't think you make it a challenge because I think that makes it really hard if yeah. you can challenge it. I think they just need to be able to look at it and do an official review. Like even if it's, they don't even stop and look at it. There's just someone in New York that's watching at all times. And it's like, Hey, you got to flip that one. Cause again, the, take the hit on Patrick Mahomes. That is a little bit tough to tell in the moment. Yeah. And it was a big hit and you can't not protect Patrick Mahomes as much as True. I would love it if you don't. So why don't you just like take a little bit of help? Agree. I no, you know I agree. I mean? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm but, with you. Uh, okay, with you. last game though, the Monday night, Jake Browning, the most improved player over seven games or seven Unbelievable. days. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unreal. He played like Joe Burrow MVP. Like So good. So good. And then Trevor Lawrence left the game with a high ankle sprain. Um, he also looked Bengals good. Bengals ended up winning 34-31. Lawrence looked good as well. No turnovers. Yeah. A couple TDs. Look good. But I mean, even when he was in it, the Bengals, it wasn't like his injury was let what let the, the Bengals come back and win. Right. Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 150 yards, a touchdown, 149 yards. But another overtime That's game. That's ridiculous. That was a fun game, though. It was a fun game. Especially when you're going to get Joe Mixon, who I know. You, he can score 24 points and you still win, and he scores 30. That's no. fun. And yep, he eliminates yep. you from playoff condition. I hate because that he was projected for 14 and scores 30. That does suck. I'll hopefully, you know, I'm at 97% likely to playoffs right now. So hopefully I make it in for you. I'm going to ban you from the league. <laughs> I still have the power. I already know it's going to be a one and done. I'm not even going to make it to the end. No way I get my money for if it. If you make the championship, I'm giving the other person their money. I don't care. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Should we just hit power rankings real power fast rankings. then? I go first. You go first. I got, I still got bills at 10. They had a buy. They shouldn't be penalized for a buy. So I got bills at 10. I got the Texans at nine. That was a big win for them. And I think that they're going to be a legit wild card team as long as they keep playing well. Jags at eight. I don't love that loss against the Bengals, but they have eight wins. So I feel like they're still going to make the playoffs. Lions at seven. They're going to make the playoffs. I feel very confident in that and then lose the first game. Dolphins, six. Uh, Still some questions around uh, their legitimacy against top five teams. Uh, Kansas City at five. I think they're going to turn the ship around at some point, somewhere. And then four, I got the Dallas Cowboys who make me nervous going against the Eagles this week. 
but I still think that they are a little bit behind the Eagles and the Eagles will win the division, but the Cowboys will be number one in the wild card. Um, Ravens, I got them at three. They're still looking very solid. Eagles at two. Yeah, they lost badly to the 49ers, but once again, one loss, the NFL does not determine your entire season. Uh, and I think the 49ers had it out for them since losing the NFC Championship game. Uh, and the number one, you got to put the 49ers at one. I mean, ever since losing those three games, looking like a JV team, going on the bye, and then looking like the best team in the NFL. I mean, unbelievable. They lost. They didn't look like a JV team. They just lost three games. They look like a JV team. It's kind of, I mean, those were three bad. It's like they lost the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. Like, three bad losses. They lost the Bengals. But Joe Burrow, when you had them in the top 10. Bengals are sexy. They lost on a field goal that they should have hit to the Browns. Yeah, that was the Browns. A borderline top yeah, 10 they team. Lost the Browns. And then the Vikings. It's not that bad. The Vikings. And then, anyway. What have the Vikings been doing? <laughs> well, they are on a bye. I know. This is the most, I think we've agreed, we're pretty close. Uh, thankfully, you came around the 49ers because you have no choice not to. Yeah. But yeah. leaving the Bills at 10, again, they had a bye. Don't penalize them. Nine Texans, eight Jags. I almost want to flip them, but I mean, they just... Yeah. Jags beat them last time. We'll see. Anyway, doesn't matter. Seven Lions. I'm going to put the Chiefs at six. It's Patrick Mahomes. They could pop up really, really quickly. But if you look right now, you've got to put the Cowboys and the Dolphins ahead. They have a better record. Blah, 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 blah. They look better right now. Chiefs don't look that good. So... Feels weird taking them out of the top five, but it feels like what I'm supposed to, if that makes sense. I don't know. It feels right. It's very it's <laughs> right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Fully both. Anyway, I'm gonna go Cowboys at five. This is a very, very, very big week, obviously, with the Eagles coming. They need a win and at home. So up to this point, they've just been a team that blows out bad teams and can't win against good teams. And that's gonna continue if they don't win this week, I think. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like this is you know how last week you said if the, the 49ers beat the Eagles, you'll skyrocket them. I don't know if I'll skyrocket the Cowboys, but I'll take the asterisk off the Cowboys if they win. Yeah. Fair enough. Then four Dolphins, I mean they're the top of the AFC right now. They're looking good. Defense is looking good. I think that I had last week I said the Cowboys looked hotter than the Dolphins. I think I'm flipping that again now. Uh, obviously i think that well this week i think that the dolphins looked better they just absolutely obliterated the commanders and so like final score for the the cowboys commanders was similar but it was a lot closer game until the end when they had the pick six and and so on this time dolphins just so blow out yes slapped around also they have a couple big games coming up they really should get a big win here but also even if they make it the whole regular season without beating a good team they're going to be in a good position in the playoffs. And so it's yeah. like, it doesn't really matter if you have a good win in the regular season. It's not like the playoffs where you need, make the you, where Florida news. State needs to beat LSU. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. they did. Anyway, Ravens three, Eagles two. Again, I don't think you can fault them for getting blown out by the 49ers because the 49ers blew out them now, the Jags, the Cowboys, every good team the Niners have played, they've blown out. So yeah. that doesn't, and they're still the only 10 wing. 10 win team so there's yeah, that yeah all right i like that oh, anyway. should we do picks yeah running through last week like we mentioned we had a push because i had the chargers minus six and the I got final a fade score right. look at that i got, yeah, a, no, fade. You got a fade right that's a big one but look right here you see minus 6.0 little did you know 
that in the script it says that it was supposed to be a six to zero game. That's what that was. Oh, mm-hmm. got it. But now got we both it. have a little one at the end. Anyway, we both had the Lions <laughs> winning. You got a fade right, the Chiefs. I should have stuck with. Uh, you know, you the, my gut of doing the Forty Because of how badly you lost that, you should lose two. You had the Chiefs to cover minus seven. They lost by eight. I mean, you should lose two there. No. Uh, I should have stuck with my gut. I said that I think the 49ers are going to win. I just didn't want to have all of the emotions stacked up. And if I had, that was when I was taking out blah, blah, blah. Could have, would have, should have. You got it right. You're two and four now on the fades. Then Miami obviously covered and then the Rams covered. So now I'm 39 and 25 and one. Four for four on the fades. Dude, you're on fire. I mean, the last three weeks, it's now 13 and one and one. Not bad. Not bad. And then you... Didn't get the Panthers covering, or Stupid. or I guess the Panthers did cover. We both had the Lions. Didn't get Denver, even though it was really close to it. Yeah, um, two close ones. Got the Seahawks and then got the, you know, the 49ers. I won three out of five, but I mean, I was so close to winning five. I was two points away in both games from winning five. That's tough. I hate it for you. And so now you're 30, 34, and one. But now Not two bad. for four on the fades. Not bad. Getting close to 500. All right, let's see. What do you have this week? You want to go first? I would love to go first. Mm-hmm. I got Bills plus three against the Chiefs. I think this is a must, must, must win game for the Bills. And the Chiefs have not been looking great. So I think it's going to be a high scoring game with the Bills eking out. And then uh, I got Eagles plus three Cowboys. Uh, they're not going to get blown out two weeks in a row. And I'm very confident in saying that right here, right now, they will not get blown out two weeks in a row. They're going to cover that plus three against Cowboys. In fact, take a money line, baby. Packers minus six and a half versus Giants. There's no reason the Packers should not win by a touchdown here. I mean, no reason. Lions minus 3.5 against the Bears. I, once again, there's no reasons Lions shouldn't cover by more than a field goal against the Bears here. Uh-huh. Lions are a good football team. Bears are not a good football team. It should 100% be a 10-point victory by the Lions. So I like the Lions minus 3.5 here. And then to wrap it up, I got the Broncos Chargers over at 43.5. Chargers got arguably shut down. I don't think Herbert gets shut down two weeks in a row. Um, and yeah, I think the Broncos are legit and I mean, Russell Wilson is legit at this, at this day and time in this moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the over at 43 and a half there. Okay. Let's see. I've got dolphins covering against Titans. It's 13 and a half. I think with Derrick Henry's, cause he went out with a concussion, came back. Yep. I don't know if he'll be at full practice. Dolphins defense is looking good. As we know, they like to beat inferior opponents, which the Titans are. And then the Titans just coming off the crushing overtime loss. Yep. I think overtime's really tough on your body too. And so I think the Dolphins are going to win by more than two touchdowns. I've got the Packers covering minus six and a half against the Giants. Okay. Because Jordan Love looks good and the Giants are the Giants. I also have the Bills covering against the Chiefs. Oh, wow. I think they're going to win. And if not, I mean, a field goal. I think it'll be close, at least. They're coming off a bye also. Here's where I think I'm going to do you. Do the the classic Christian. Saints covering minus five and a half against the Panthers. I think, yeah, <laughs> there's Panthers. That's all I need to say about that one. Yeah. Okay, here's where I'm torn. I'm between doing the Lions covering against the Bears, like you said, minus three. 
I think the Bears are actually a little bit better team than they've been, but still, I think that the Lions are going to cover. Or the other one that I kind of want to do, this is an egregiously low. Don't do another for me, dude. Or like, like me. Do a different one. You don't want to win it? You're trying to catch up? Uh, the other one that I want to do, it's an egregiously low over under, but the Patriots Steelers under 30 and a half. Get this. In the Patriots last three games, they've there's only been 39 total points in the last three games combined. Wow. Well, it's because they got zero. No, uh, both teams. The combined score of the last three Patriots games oh, total wow. thirty nine. Okay. Uh yes. Also, them getting zero helps that though. Hmm. Yeah. Since you're already doing the other one, I'll do the Patriots under thirty and a half. Patriots Steelers under thirty and a half. Yeah. Wild. That, that feels could, so low, but I mean, that could six e- was the last. Dude, one. That could easily be like a twelve to ten game. Yeah four field goals like easy all right well best college quarterbacks should we do it yeah draft do it. i go first so in this freaking draft best college qbs i mean you gotta represent right you gotta represent the people you respect joe burr and admire the number one overall pick for me baker mayfield i mean to go from a walk-on at texas tech to then being nominated for the heisman to then winning the Heisman, obviously setting some NCAA records like passer rating while doing it. I mean, what an inspirational story. And this guy doesn't have anything. I mean, nothing. He comes from nothing. <laughs> no, but really, he doesn't have like the tools, right? He doesn't have the 6'5 Cam Newton or the physicality of Tim Tebow. He is just a normal dude that's six foot 200 that can just sling a football. Okay, wild take for me. But I'm going Cam Newton. You said it. He comes to Auburn and single-handedly one wins season, a national championship. Yeah, that one season, he single-handedly wins a national championship. Talk about a player that went down, wouldn't make the playoffs. The 2010 Cam Newton. I guess, man. One season, though. One season. Which, you know what? That's a perfect segue. I'm surprised you put him over... Uh, the guy that he was behind. I I, I was like, should I do Tim the Tebow guy or that him? He was behind. No, yeah. Tim Tebow, man, transformed college football. He was the only person or the first person ever to have fifty combined touchdowns, rushing and passing. He was also the youngest player to win the Heisman at the time. Yeah. So not only the Heisman, but the fact that my guy had essentially like Tim Tebow. I mean, obviously there there's some other factors, but like he was a huge part of the transition to the running QB. Yeah. I did want him though. I thought I might be able to to And the physicality to grab him. The slam bam jam, baby. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna take the exact opposite approach that you took. And I'm gonna do someone who was just gifted with unhealthy amounts of athletic ability and chose to not care but have fun and that's johnny manzel Ooh. money manzel <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> that's all i gotta say, say. money manzel. A documentary about him yeah dude that one game against alabama yeah when texan and beat alabama and he had like what two thousand yards or something at least in that game right three for me i mean you're giving me all of my favorites my top three favorite college qbs are probably Baker Mayfield, Tim Tebow, and Joe Burrow. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know why I didn't do Joe. I just like dude, running quarterbacks more. Joe Burrow, first of all, 
another transfer from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wasn't getting much playing time. Mm-hmm. And then he has two unbelievable – he probably had, arguably, this is an argument, mm-hmm. the best season of a QB in college ever. Like, the fact that he won the Heisman. Bro, Jane Daniels, championship. Though, minus, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but his numbers this year are looking similar. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, it was a good season. He's a beast. Don't get me wrong. He's a beast. But it was But it's just one season. No, it was two for Joe. Joe had two great seasons. I'm going to go. <laughs> Don't give me. Cam had one As season. someone who has gotten excited about Texas lately, I got to go Vince Young. I yeah, just remember when they, they were playing Southern Cal in that national championship. He, he just, I don't know. I like him. He was different. I'm going to go with someone who arguably changed the, the this college football team forever. The Clemson Tigers. Deshaun Watson. Her boy Watson. Dude, he put Clemson on the map. I mean, Clemson, were they ever good before Deshaun Watson? Not since the 80s. Right? Like, that's what I'm saying. In like, in two decades, three decades. They're, they, I mean, sure, they weren't a bad football team, but they were not, you know, mm-hmm. top caliber, top 10, year in, year out. Deshaun Watson comes and absolutely played his his. I'm not going to say what I want to say, but he played well, right? That's true. And then obviously, I think by him scattered or um, vaulting Clemson up, then they could get Trevor Lawrence and then get better recruits and you know whole nine yard because Trevor Lawrence is also yeah. Deshaun Watson was a lot better in college boy. I will say that. Um, I'm gonna. This is barely making an end in the 25 year mark. But Michael Vick, Ooh, I feel like yeah. he, in a lot of ways, changed the quarterback position. Yeah, he did. He was also kind of the the, the face before Tim Tebow of the running QB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. All right. Lastly, Even though I hate tech. Yeah, me too. Number five for me, Kyler Murray. You got to go another Oklahoma QB. I mean, the fact that they had Heisman's in like, a, like was it back-to-back years? Or was it within three years? They had Baker went and they had Kyler went. Like, unbelievable. Well, not to mention you had, you had like Sam Bradford. Like, they've had quarterbacks. Yeah, and like Jalen Hurts yeah. started Oklahoma. Ended. I'm sorry, ended at Oklahoma? Like, I mean, Kyler Murray also kind of re- redefines that, hmm. that position. Ooh. What the heck? I'm going to do it. Lamar Jackson. Ooh. He was... I watched him play. Nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Anyway, that was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. As always, like... Subscribe. And make sure to comment on Joe's ever-increasing enthusiasm. Yeah, off that. Peace. Peace. Honorable mention to Marcus Marriott.